This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. And we have Jasmine and Joel at the desk right now. Hello. Hello, how are you? So Jasmine and Joel, of course you haven't heard from them before, but you'll be hearing more from them. They are Crip and Chronic podcasters. That's the name of their podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves first? Sure, I'm Jasmine. I I have a, um, a chronic illness which gives me a disability. It's called myalgic encephalomyelitis. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're starting this podcast to talk That's about it. our experiences of disability from two different angles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what about you, Joel? Yep. So my name is Joel and I have hemiplegia, which is a type of cerebral palsy. So it mainly just affects my left side mm-hmm. in terms of my motor function. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, what inspired you to start a podcast? Well, I just think I wanted to have an outlet because I think Jasmine and I had a lot of chats just in general about disability because we both have a disability, but different experiences of what that means. Um, and so for us, I think I approached and I said, would you like to start a podcast? And so we thought, Obviously. Let's doesn't everyone give it a go? Well, exa- well exactly. <laughs> but we were like, no, we have something to say as well. I we feel do. like we, we have, have a nice to say. And we were having these conversations ourselves, just as friends. So it felt really natural to go into having these conversations in an accessible and casual way, right? Um, to make a, to make that information and to make those experiences more. Um, I guess, clearer to people who don't have experience with disability or chronic illness. And I think that was it as well, because it was like we both didn't know a lot about each other's disabilities. Like, even though we were both consider ourselves disabled, like, we had different... We weren't sure of what the other person had and what that meant. So we were like, why not come together and have these discussions and then also educate the general public? Because if if we don't know, then other people don't know as well. That's right. I mean, I've got so many questions already. (laughs) I'm just wondering, um, because uh, you were born with your condition, Joel, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And and you came to get your condition, is that right? About four years ago, I went from being quote-unquote normal, which is really not a good term, but I went from healthy, functioning, doing everything by myself, independent, working, studying, all the rest of it, to being, I became bedridden in the space of a fortnight and my life was altered forever after I got my condition. So having it hit later in life in my early 20s and having to readjust my full understanding of what my life was like after that, which is why I think we work well as a team on this because... Joel grew up with his and I acquired mine. And so the way that the world has treated us and the way that we see ourselves in the world is quite different because of that. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, did you know each other before you uh, uh, developed your condition, Jasmine? No, so we, we only didn't. met this year. Mm-hmm. We met early this year, but I mean, we've been friends forever. It feels like we've been friends forever, actually, yeah. <laughs> so it was actually the start of this year. We're like, just less than a year? Like, seriously? Less yeah. Less than a year. We met in March. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, and I've, I've noticed that thing with the people who knew me before and the people who know me after, and Joel is one of the magical people I've met who didn't see the condition and who saw who I am under it, which is harder to find when you're Rail. disabled than yeah. you, you would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Steve, you wanted to ask a question. Do you want to have a go? Uh, yep. Um, what are some of the uh, common um, misconceptions that you, um, that you have both um, faced around um, right into your uh, disabilities? Sure. I think for me, mine is more about people um, having a misconception of what I'm able to achieve 
with my disability. And so I think people see me, uh, you know, quote unquote, struggling with something. Or it's actually I'm not struggling, it's just taking me a little bit longer than other people. And then because of that, they immediately feel this need to rush up and help. And they go, I'll get that for you, I'll do that for you. It's this frustrating thing of like, well, I mean, you know, I can see that it's coming from a good place, but it's also, you know, if I need help, I'll ask for it, right? You know? So I think there's this misconception that I'm don't want to, that I'm too proud to ask for help or something like this, and that's not the case at all, you know? Yeah, what about you, Jasmine? I mean, I funnily enough experience the opposite of that because I don't have a, a visible disability. My disability is invisible. I actually may be struggling with something, but if I ask for help or like it's where Joel gets um, people assuming that he's less capable than he is, people assume I'm more capable than I am. Mm. And so also with the condition that I have, myalgic encephalomyelitis, it's been known as chronic fatigue syndrome for a really long time. And so with that label, my specialist was very clear with me. He's like, don't call it that. That sounds like big sleepy disease. Mm. It is not big sleepy disease. There is so much more to it than that. That's right. That phrase, uh, chronic fatigue, has been really, um, it's got a lot of baggage attached to it, I guess, hasn't it? A lot of baggage. And also, you can get a chronic fatigue diagnosis without actually having chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. Which is a problem with the name. So Mm. that's where I work to try and separate the... um, the fatigue from the condition because it's a multi-system dysfunction mm. instead of just fatigue which is i mean so in the name. can i ask you both because you have different experiences of disability mm-hmm. how that's affected your lives and, and your relationships i guess um so with mine i say how it's affected my life i think it's taken a lot for me to get to a point where i appreciate my body for what it is and i actually like my body because i think with society and disability, there's a lot of pressure on us to fix something, as if there is something wrong with our body. And so because of that, instead of accepting my body for the way it was, I felt a lot of pressure from society at large to have to change it, and have to, as we said, you know, the terrible term of like having something be normal, so having to normalize my body. And so I think that's been the one of the biggest challenges for me throughout my life, has been getting to a point where I actually like my body just the way it is. And accepting that yeah. yeah I mean I've I've definitely found that too where I mean my conditions give me pain as a big component of it and then being being like in my late teens early 20s and dealing with that sort of um, tumultuous time as it is for anybody but then having a um, an illness thread in learning to love myself and love the skin I'm in and be compassionate with my body when it's telling me it's had too much. That's been a real, that's been a real challenge. And Mm. then if I can't be compassionate with my body, it's been really difficult for me with my um, relationships and my friendships to ask other people to be compassionate with my body when I wasn't displaying that for myself in the first place. Has that changed your friendships? Do you think you've lost some friends and got some new ones? Uh, for me, uh, I don't really know. It's hard to say because as cause of, because I grew up with mine, no one's ever met me in a period of time when I didn't have this disability. Yeah. So it would be hard for me to say whether it has affected my friendships. I would say possibly there were times when people may have been um, more uncomfortable around me uh, because of my disability. So maybe that had affected a friendship. But I sort of see it as like a great way to 
without the um, you know, the ignorant people and sort of True. it does. It, it's a great way of weeding people out. Uh-huh. I um, I've definitely noticed. I mean, I got really really lucky. I have beautiful friends, and I I have not lost a single friend. In fact, my friendships have actually been strengthened. But certainly, um, I've noticed a big difference in romantic relationships because the type of partner I can be has changed since I was healthy um, to when I was disabled. That's been a real uh, learning curve for me, trying to um, trying to make sure that I know that I'm still desirable, I'm still a valuable partner, I'm still all of those wonderful things, and my disability doesn't actually take that from me. But like Joel said, it's a it's a really good way of weeding people out. It's amazing. Being like, hey, I'm disabled. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, good, you're you're not the kind of person I want to be around anyway. Right. So off you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Steve, I was wondering if you had something to say about this because you uh, became blind later in life, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I became vision impaired, yes, later in life. Sorry. And, yeah. and um, how did that change your friendships? You got a whole new bunch of friends. You got the triple Z friends, right? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the quality friends, That's yes, it. the quality friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, you've already touched on a lot of things. Obviously, going to be content for your podcast. But why podcasting, and what sort of things are you, have you talked about, or are you planning on talking about? Um, so so far, we have we've released two episodes. Uh, our first, <coughs> excuse me, our first episode is basically just about who we are. And when we first identified, that's it. And when we when did we realize? We yes. Were so when we realized that, and our second episode is about assumptions. So the assumptions that people make about us, about what we can do, and also about what our disabilities are. And that was a really interesting one because we, as we we only met this year, so we were able to talk about what our assumptions were of each other and mm. what our first um, what our first impressions were of each other with two different disabilities, which I think was really nice because I know that it can be really confronting for um, abled people to, they don't know how to talk to us and they don't know how Mm. to talk about us and there's a lot of fear so they just either won't mention it or they'll say something really insulting. And Mm. so... (laughs) Not knowing Yeah, not knowingly, but it's like, oh, maybe you should have left that one in the draft. Um, So us having those conversations in a safe space and being able to edit them so we're we're coming across as clearly as we can, I Mm. think it's been really good. And I've had people message me later on being like, I had never thought of that. And it was something that was just obvious to me. But because Mm. people don't get exposure to people with disabilities and if they do it's in like a TED talk or something they don't get just casual exposure to people with disabilities exactly that's been really good and why podcasting was such a good format for us Mm -hmm. um, just to have those conversations Mm. and also I think as well because a lot of the media representation that exists about disability is very much focused on like you know disability as inspiration as being like, if they can do it, why can't you? And so I think we wanted to create something that was actually from real perspectives of people with disability and being like, actually, we actually quite like our lives for the most part, you know? So it's like, we wanted to challenge those perceptions, that mainstream media perception of disability. And have the, have the media coming from us, ourselves, exactly. as disabled people, instead of from abled um, producers and directors That's it. about us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As the expression is, nothing about us without us. 
And so that was what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Making me feel awkward now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, um, there aren't that many programs on community radio run by people with disability. Down Mm -hmm. in Melbourne, there's a few. There's a few in Victoria, but um, probably around Australia there's about 15 altogether. Mm-hmm. And this is the first for Triple Z. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get as many people with disabilities who have, who I guess when you've got a disability, there's that challenge of being able to be available every week. Is that mm-hmm. so? Do you think the podcast is one of the reasons? That- yeah, so that's certainly something that I experience because my body makes its own rules. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll throw a tantrum at a moment's notice and I just have to cancel everything and stay in bed so it it decides i don't decide Mm. i mean i can do my best to rest before and have rest planned for after and do all the right things but it's still it it makes the call so being Mm. able to do the podcast together on a good day we can get together we can record an hour or two of content and then go away and slowly edit that um when we have time so which at the moment we've dropped our second one a week after the first one yes but we did warn everyone in the beginning you know with disability with chronic illness having a, a set schedule may not be possible for us but we'll do our best right and you're in that honeymoon phase at the beginning where you got all this adrenaline and you want to produce it. a lot that's <laughs> it i'm so excited like, let's go <laughs> yeah. after our first episode i sat down and i wrote episode plans for the next 20 oh my god so mm. yeah mm. we have like we have the questions planned out we are ready to go um mm. it's just a matter of when <laughs> when exactly so I could tell from just seeing you here together that you've got a great rapport and I'm sure you do great chats together. So what do people, what will they, what do they expect if they're going to listen to your podcast? Is it going to be serious? Is there going to be some joke cracking? <laughs> Definitely jokes. It's a lot of jokes. A lot yes. of jokes. I really, it was important to me that it felt like it was hanging out with friends because mm-hmm. the podcasts I've gotten the most out of have been the ones that were just sitting with me, talking to me, not like some big scary authority figure, but just, just hanging out with friends mm-hmm. and because like you said we do we have such a good rapport we have great chemistry i i really want the it to be like grab a coffee sit down listen to us have a chat for about an hour mm-hmm. and maybe you'll learn something maybe you won't but maybe it'll help you think about something that you hadn't thought because mm. even when we're having the conversations and we live disability and we do a lot with disability mm someone one of us will say something and the other one's like oh my god Mm -hmm. i'd never considered that and so i think that's just our goal with the podcast right (laughs) people go wow i hadn't considered that yeah so uh we're talking to jasmine and joel who are the uh the podcasters of crip and chronic can you tell listeners where they can listen to your podcast so we have at the moment we have a few outlets we have you can find us on spotify and itunes and I believe we're trying to get onto Google Podcasts. I'm not sure if that's a... They're taking their time. They're taking their time. But, uh, but at the moment, we are available on Spotify and iTunes. You're on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts as well, too? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we're Crip A-N-D Chronic on pretty much all your social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> cool. All the, all the social medias. All the yes. yes. And, and are you planning on having any guests on your show? Yeah, we are. So Absolutely. We, so we have discussed that because we are because we are two uh, white people as well. People. So we want to have more inclusive voices from other, you know, areas where we are not mm. well versed. We are we are LGBT and we do try to um, bring that angle in. But there's certainly people who've experienced different intersections of disability and other social um, 
social challenges and we do want to bring those voices in and have those conversations. Oh, I love that because you know the the misnomer could be, or like, like you see on the TV, that often people with disabilities are white people as well mm-hmm. in, in the mainstream media. So now you're bringing in all of these nuances that that show that that people with disabilities are just as diverse as everybody else. That's it. Much more representative mm-hmm. of the real world, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. The world is full of diversity. That's it. So that, we're talking to Joel and Jasmine and they're the podcasters of Crip and Chronic, Crip A-N-D Chronic, which you can find on iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, That's it. and soon to be on Google Play, soon Google Podcasts. Google? I believe so, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. How exciting. And thank you so much for coming in today. And I want to go home and listen to your podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for having me on. You are listening to The Only Human Podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.